Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. And we're trying to say there is a hub of innovation and entrepreneurship in the city of Portland centered around the Tillicum Crossing. So on both sides of the river where jobs and innovation are happening and where we are going to plant a flag and say, this is where we want this to occur. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast, a show about aspiring business leaders from Portland and beyond. So Jennifer, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we're here at the Oregon uh, Bioscience Incubator's offices and kind of... uh, we're on the South Waterfront, and I, I wanted to talk to you because you're doing a lot of cool stuff. This, you're part of OEN, uh, this new Portland Innovation Quadrant. So uh, we'll kind of start first. You know, what got you to Portland? And people sure. hear your drawl here from Georgia. I have a Southern accent. <laughs> That's true. Yes, I'm originally from Georgia and have moved all over in my life, Chicago, New Orleans, New York City. And then out to Eugene, and I got to Eugene following a scientist. So I'd never been to Oregon. Um, I'm a breast cancer researcher Mm. by training. Mm. So I have my PhD in molecular biology. I followed this very renowned scientist to University of Oregon and worked there for five years. Oh, wow. Okay. Which was great. And I love it. Uh, Yeah, go Ducks. (laughs) Sure. And then Otradi, um, the Oregon Research, Oregon Translational Research and Development Institute was just being funded by the state right when I was looking for a position. Okay. And and so that timing-wise was? 2008. Okay, 2008. And so tell me, let's start with that. Tell me a little bit about that. And now that's, you know, part of this bioscience incubator and get into, you know, what this is, the incubator, how long it's been around, the kind of, you know, research that's being done here. Let's sure. Longest name in the world, Oregon <laughs> yeah. Translational right. Research and Development Institute, yeah. Otradi, for short. We started to be funded by the state in 2008. We're a nonprofit, and our whole reason for being is just to fuel bioscience startups, okay. primarily coming out of the state's research universities, and to try and help them make a home and stay and grow here in Oregon. Okay. So I came on as their senior scientist 10 years ago, which is hard to believe. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we were helping people scientifically. So we had a team of scientists. We had robotics. Mm-hmm. We had all sorts of equipment and expertise to do drug discovery. So it was a great position. We got to go out to the universities, look for the coolest new work going on, and help them commercialize that and make those things into products. Wow. And so you, I'm obviously just working with like the folks at OHSU and uh, the folks. So can you tell me some of the things that have came out of this sure. since you've been here? Sure. And our field is bioscience, uh-huh. which is all manner of drugs, diagnostics, medical devices, and even digital health, health IT wearables. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty broad expanse. And I like to think of it as health and wellness. Uh, we've worked with 150 researchers over the years, and we're now working with about 60 startup companies, 19 of which live here in the incubator with us. Okay. So it's like a dorm of 
scientific startups. Yeah, I was walking around here and I could see like offices everywhere. Very cool. Right. Okay. I'm the RA of this crazy <laughs> yeah. dorm. Um, and some of the neatest things that have come out of this amount of work, we um, don't have any drugs that are to market yet, but okay. we have some drugs that are in FDA clinical trials. So two new drugs for stroke and heart disease are in phase one and phase two clinical trials. So halfway through the whole process. Okay. And for some perspective, it takes 12 years. You know, I wanted to talk about that because I know you read all this stuff. It takes 12 years, a billion dollars to get to market. So and that, this is kind of yeah. your guys' role of, of mentoring and helping keeping the ball going forward, right? And right. How, and so can you just talk about the, that process and mainly the financial aspect of it? Uh, how how yes. does that kind of play in and where's... This is why the bioscience startups need so much help, because they are facing all the same challenges any startup does, right? Founder insecurity, uh, mm-hmm. looking for funding, but their additional challenges are the amount of funding that they're looking for is in the tens and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of funding right. by the time all is said and done, and the amount of time invested, especially if there's an FDA component to it. Mm-hmm. So not our digital health guys necessarily, okay. but a lot of the other folks, you're looking at 10 years of FDA process yeah. before you get to market. So the other challenges, which we're seeking to really help these guys with, is infrastructure. Okay. So if you're a startup who's working on, I'm thinking of... Schmidt's National Ge- mm-hmm. Natural Deodorant, mm-hmm. or you can make these things in your kitchen. You can make these things in your garage. But if you're working on an HIV vaccine, mm-hmm. you can't do that in your kitchen or garage. Yeah, you don't want them to. Absolutely not. <laughs> so you need certified labs. You need permitting. You need biohazard removal. You need all sorts of infrastructure help. And that's where we come into play. Yeah. So the incubator provides these guys with lab space, shared scientific equipment that is very expensive. So if you had to buy all this equipment on your own, your startup costs would be $500,000. So we make it as easy as possible to start up a company because everything else about it is difficult. Right. This is super interesting to me. So I'm just going to try to break it down a little bit. Business model wise, so the state's funding this, so they're taking some equity in these companies or can you share how that works or Uh, the state funds us and it's through lottery dollars through business Oregon as an economic development investment yeah and what they are getting out of this or the return on their investment is and this is how we're judged and go back every biennium looking for funding again from Mm -hmm. the state and have Mm -hmm. to justify our work they're looking for what kind of outside funding we've brought to the state so that could be federal grant dollars, that could be venture capital investment, okay. that could be money from pharmaceutical or medical device partners. They're looking at that. They're also looking at payroll, jobs. And since most of these startup companies are university spinoffs, the university owns that intellectual property. So if something does happen, and this is a miraculous new drug or device, that money flows back into the research cycle to the universities. So we don't hold equity in the companies. Mm -hmm. The state doesn't hold equity in the companies. They're really getting that by the feedback from their success. That makes sense. So how does it play? How does kind of the the venture capital and I know one of your other roles is you're a board member of uh, Oregon Entrepreneurs Network. Mm -hmm. So how does these things, how the investor community here tie into this? And and yeah, and that's changed a lot over the past ten years. Okay, and for the better, thankfully. So traditionally, Oregon has not been a bioscience hub. 
when you think of a bioscience hub, you think of Boston, you think of the Bay Area, they've had 100 years of bioscience growth and investment. And so when you look at venture capital investors who really specifically invest in this field, they're from those areas. Mm-hmm. That said, we've got a very robust angel community here who have stepped up and really funded a lot of our companies. So Oregon Angel Fund, now Oregon Venture Fund, they're the lead investor in bioscience in the state. Okay. Um, and they've invested in our startups. And venture capital folks will follow great ideas. So Silicon Valley is flooded with venture capitalists. It's flooded with good ideas and bad ideas. <laughs> if we have a good enough idea, and we often do, they come here. Yeah. So our companies have received most of their venture capital funding from out-of-state VCs. Got it. I would love to have some homegrown VCs that are mm-hmm. bioscience-focused. You know, it requires a depth of knowledge in those fields mm-hmm. and uh, ability to do due diligence mm-hmm. on human health issues, which isn't taken lightly. Yeah. So it will come. I hope that our angel investors will grow to become VCs who are interested in still funding health and wellness companies. Yeah, and talk about Portland as far as the rec- – since you've been here for 15 years – um, obviously, you've seen the recognition of the city and business-wise and entrepreneur-wise rise. So how's that profile been good for you, for OBI? Mm-hmm. So just in the past 10 years, I'm thinking of the progress that the Portland brand of innovation has gotten around the world. Um, so all of the press that we've gotten for wonderful things, so athletic and outdoor apparel, obviously, Um Intel and the software components and, you know, all of the, the spinoffs that have come from that component of, of industry here. Then looking at the university investment, so a huge milestone with a billion dollars of philanthropic investment from Phil Knight and a, a whole list of champions for Oregon Health Science University mm-hmm. just to cure cancer. That is unprecedented. So I got more venture capitalists and other people calling me after that announcement was made than anything else to Mm. say, wow, a very brilliant businessman has said this is the place to cure cancer. He's putting $500 million toward this. This has got to be a sign. So we've seen a lot of progress from, from that. Um, it is still early days for bio, but we're pulling on the strengths from software, Intel, and yeah. athletic and outdoor for digital health and health and wellness. So we're a very healthy city. Um, people want to quantify all of the things that they're doing. So they're interested in wearables. They're interested in things that are going to keep them well. Mm-hmm. I love it. And how much, so again, how many folks are here right now? incubating in this space. You, you mentioned it. But. Sure. We have 19 companies who live here with us, so about 96 people. Okay. And, and they get the space and, again, the infrastructure. So, well, this leads to the next thing I want to talk about, this Portland IQ, this Portland Innovation Quadrant. What is it? <laughs> you, your, your role in it? Kind of what's uh, what's kind of rolling out of it? Um, I don't, you know, it's fairly new, this kind of initiative. Is that right? Or how long has it been around? It is. So uh, we debuted the Portland Innovation Quadrant in March at TechFest Northwest. So less than a year from the actual debut, but a lot of work went into it to get to, sure. to that debut. So what I would say is that it's a collaborative effort of a number of partners who are seemingly disparate, mm-hmm. who are coming together, and we're 
trying to say there is a hub of innovation and entrepreneurship in the city of Portland centered around the Tillicum Crossing, so on both sides of the river where jobs and innovation are happening and where we are going to plant a flag and say, this is where we want this to occur. Okay. Yeah, so what are some of the things that are going to come out of that? Is it, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, what are some of the, the parts of that group or plan? Sure. So partners around the table, and this will tell you a lot, um, the initiative was really started by Oregon Health and Science University, okay. Portland State University, Portland Community College, and OMSI. Those were the core partners in the very beginning, and they began reaching out to a number of economic development partners and private companies and saying, do you think that there is enough there there mm-hmm. for us to get together and put our combined efforts into making this an innovation hub? So you've got people around the table now who are from private industry. So the Zydels are at the table. Mm. You've got people from the city. So Prosper Portland and Greater Portland Inc. are at the table. You've got private entities. You've got private developers around the table. You've got people like Technology Association of Oregon, Mm. Oregon Bioscience Association. All manner of players are now on the board and pulling together to say, this is going to happen. The Central East Side is going to be developed. We want to keep this jobs. Mm-hmm. This doesn't need to be another South Waterfront or the Pearl with, okay. with giant condos. What we want to do is keep this what it always has been, an industrial urban core of jobs. Now, that next generation of jobs might be different than just lumber. Right. Maybe it is innovation. And why I'm at the table is making sure that bioscience and health and wellness have a voice mm-hmm. in that because we need a place to locate. Right. Yeah. And we need it to be affordable mm-hmm. for our startups. Got it. And so has been there been a lot of excitement to the companies you've been reaching out? There's a lot of great. Re- I mean, because like you said, you're planting this flag, it's going to happen. So let's kind of bring everybody to the table. Yeah, absolutely. It's been amazing how many people have joined in this effort just over the past year since this was officially announced as something that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, We've gotten a great deal of interest, and it's really a hub-and-spokes model. So even though this is place-based and it's around the Tillicum Crossing, it is reaching out into the communities. So also working with Portland Public Schools and saying, how can we have students be trained and possibly have internships in startup companies in these wave of the future Mm -hmm. jobs. It's been super exciting. Um, Selfishly, I'm involved because when companies graduate from the incubator, when they get too big to be here and they're successful, and this has happened, we don't have the natural next place for them to go. Right. And that's been a challenge, right? Such a challenge. And what, in your um, experience, what have some of those folks done? Are gone. Yeah, well, I will say um, it's a great problem to have yeah. because if you've yeah. grown large yeah, enough that point, right? yeah. <laughs> so. and you've got enough venture capital funding that yeah. you can now move out of the dorm and you're looking for your <laughs> first apartment, <laughs> where should you go? The challenge has been, like I said, Portland hasn't been a bioscience hub in the past. So there isn't a long history of these lab-based companies building out spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, And even in Seattle, you have a churn. You have bioscience companies who will build out labs, they'll go out of business, or they'll need a larger space, and a new company can come in. So there's kind of pre-built out lab space. Mm -hmm. 
The challenge in Oregon, and not just Portland, but all of Oregon, is we don't have that standing pre-built-out lab space. So if you're a startup company and you need to graduate and find your own space, you need to find an office space that will let you tear everything out, build it out into labs, Mm -hmm. and bring in all of your equipment, which is very expensive initial investment. So what has happened, our first company that graduated, we said, just give us a chance to try and match whatever incentives or opportunities you get from other places. We really want you to stay here. We've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into raising you, and and we love them. We want them to stay here. They looked. We tried our best to get them to stay here. They did go to Vancouver, Washington. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're close by. But with my Oregon hat on, that's a travesty. <laughs> sure. I want them to be here. Yeah. Well, that's why you're here, making this uh, long-term right. happen. And, exactly. And you know, one of the things, um, I'm on the mailing list for OBI, and you guys do a lot oh, of good. events. You do mm-hmm. a lot of happy hours. So someone um, like me, who's you know, not involved in the, the industry, but, you know, I'm very involved in the business community here and things, or a lot of other folks who, you know, come to my events or, you know, work at whatever columbia or you know daimler how can they be involved in this what's kind of something um obviously just there's a lot of interesting things what's a way you you reach out to those kind of folks and yeah we welcome everyone so part of our ethos is all of our events are open to everyone to entrepreneurs who want to come in so not just the 19 companies who live here with us those guys are obviously involved but we want to inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs or we want to get people who we have people move here all the time are saying i've retired i've moved to portland but i still want to be engaged right how can i be involved so a number of different ways we have all sorts of entrepreneurial events those are always open and free to the public so if you go to our website you can sign up to to be on this mailing list and so this ranges from entrepreneurial training to a monthly happy hour Mm -hmm. um, to annual conferences and other ways we get people involved are we have a mentoring network okay so it's like a mental rolodex that we've put online yeah So when we meet business professionals in the community who say we meet a CFO who's brilliant, Mm -hmm. maybe they're not a scientist. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Our scientists know their science. (laughs) What they need help with is business in all aspects. So our mentoring network is a collection of people who have said, I'm willing to have coffee with the startup Mm -hmm. and answer questions. So we've got a lot of lawyers, accountants, HR, PR, Okay. Um, website developers, all sorts of people who are wraparound mentors for our startups. Mm-hmm. And the mentoring network is also open to anyone in the state of Oregon. Okay. So it's a way for people to either join and mentor folks or get mentoring in their communities if they're not in Portland. Yeah. And one of the things that's special about Portland, and you know this being here, is there's just an ethos of people, they want to help, right? And I have I know folks that move here and they're like, I'm reaching out to get coffee meetings and I have a ninety percent rate of people saying I'll take the time to do it. Um, so it's just I think that's it's a special, right? It's amazing. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I mean, what you're doing is is really exciting. So thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruden, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Or-